the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Friday afternoon, this hot, warm, but beautiful Friday afternoon in central Ohio. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. And as most of you know, on Fridays, it is open phones. We can talk about just about anything you want to talk about. Uh, First, at least for me, a clarification. Yesterday, I brought to your attention a story about the outrage, yes, that's the word that was used, the outrage generated by a desk calendar produced by the United Church of Christ. Uh, One of, if not the most left-leaning Christian denominations in America. They are so far, far, far to the left. Well, evidently, every year they put out a desk calendar for planning. And on the cover of the current desk calendar, uh, there is a circle of children. Now, I could not obtain a picture yesterday, so I said it was probably photographs or whatever. Well, I was wrong. It's not photographs. It's cartoons. Uh, Cartoon faces of children. And it's supposed to depict all kinds of kids, uh, races, ethnicity, colors of skin. Some have glasses, don't. Some have curly hair. Some have straight hair. Uh, Some are really dark. Some are light. And uh, there is one that is light with blonde hair. Well, it just and they're in a circle and they're they're holding hands in a circle. Now get the picture. They're cartoon. 
pictures of kids, children, and they're holding hands, and in the middle, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, Mark 12.31. Okay, cool, that's fine. Well, it just happens that the child at the top of the circle is the white-skinned, blonde-haired girl. And that caused outrage, white supremacy, white privilege. Uh, I mean, and the president, the grand poobah, whatever he calls himself, of the United Church of Christ, came out and I read to you yesterday his groveling, profuse apology, repentance. Can't believe that they actually did something so racist. And then he admitted, now again, it's a circle, and let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kids around the circle. And he said, if we had just rotated it one way or the other. So in other words, if the white girl had been in any other position on the circle except at the top of the circle, and by the way, and by the way, the, the way it is portrayed the kids are looking up. You are looking down on kids in a circle. Are you with me? You are looking down like like a, a drone picture. You're looking down, and the kids are clearly have their heads craned back, and they're looking up. So technically, there is no top of the circle unless you hold the picture up. Well, it's a desk calendar. So if you have a desk calendar, there is no top. Well, but people got bent out of shape, and they and they uh, apologized, apologized. We can't. We'll never do that again. And I just pointed out how ludicrous, how ridiculous it was. But my clarification is, since I could not find a picture of the desk calendar, I assumed that they were photographs of children. And I said, how do you think it made the little blonde-haired girl feel? Well, they're not photographs, they're cartoons, and I don't think cartoons have their feelings hurt. I don't think. So I just, I just wanted to offer that clarification. Uh, does that reduce the ridiculousness of it? Uh, no. It is still ludicrous and ridiculous. And it just, again, illustrates that many, many people wake up in the morning and think, what can I find offensive today? I can't wait to find something that offends me, angers me, outrages me. And that particular day, people found, and again, the word that was used in the story was outrage, because a blonde, white-skinned girl was at the top of the circle. And again, if you look at the picture, the kids are looking up. There is no top of the circle. That's crazy. Uh, And then I just found this. I, I just came across this just before we went on the air. This happened in Washington, D.C. this past Friday. The Rushing Brook Children's Choir from Greenville, South Carolina. I've not heard of them, but evidently they are renowned. They are famous. The Rushing Brook Children's Choir 
from Greenville, South Carolina. Well, they decided they were going to go to Washington, D.C., get a tour of the Capitol and so forth. And because they are really famous, they wanted to sing a couple songs inside the Capitol building in Statuary Hall, which I guess is not that unusual. So through uh, a couple of South Carolina representatives, they got permission. They had permission to go into Statuary Hall and sing a couple songs. Well, they sang one song, and everything was fine and cool. And a little audience gathered, probably parents and supporters, but other people that were in the Capitol building, and they started singing the national anthem. Okay? You can see the video on YouTube. It's readily available. Uh, If you want to look at it, do Rushing Brook, one word, Rushing Brook Children's Choir, Washington, D.C., and the video will come up. And they're, I mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful. They're singing the national anthem. And they're almost finished. And a Capitol Police officer enters the screen, taps the director on the back, and says, you got to stop. Now, stop. And the uh, director has a puzzled look on his face, stops the kids, and says, what's going on? The uh, Capitol Police officer says, well, uh, somebody could be offended. Uh Singing the national anthem can be considered a form of protest. And we don't allow protest in this part of the Capitol. Say what? The national anthem being sung in the nation's capital by a children's choir? Yeah. The uh, Capitol Police deemed it offensive and possibly a protest, and they were forced to stop. Well, it is now under investigation. Yeah. This is a kind of thing that's happening under this current administration. A children's choir singing our national anthem in the Capitol building. Stopped, prohibited from singing because It could be considered offensive, and um, it could be considered a form of protest. Wow. And by the way, that was after it was planned and had been approved, according to the director of the choir. Uh, Just, (laughs) that is just so wrong. I will be back. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. I try to keep you up to date on stories that we have discussed and uh, a story that I've uh, dealt with at least on two or three occasions is the story of a 12-year-old boy in Massachusetts. One of my heroes, he's only 12 years old, but he stands very, very tall His name, Liam Morrison. Liam Morrison. A couple of months ago, he uh, wore a T-shirt to school that simply said, there are only two genders. 
that's it. There are only two genders. Well, uh, he was called to the principal's office and said, uh, you're, you're going to have to take that shirt off. That could be offensive to somebody. And he said, well, that, you know, I have uh, freedom of speech. And so they called the father. And uh, the father was told, you better come down and get your kid. Uh, he's in trouble. He's wearing an offensive shirt. And uh, maybe you should bring another shirt that he could change into. The father said, excuse me. Uh, no, this this is America. He has freedom of speech. And uh, I don't recall, and I don't want to uh, pass on any false information, I don't recall whether he was suspended, forced to leave the school or whatever, but he was told, do not come back with that T-shirt on. Do not, do not, do not. Well, he spoke before the Board of Education. Again, this is a 12-year-old kid. And he was articulate, powerful. It was it was an incredible speech by a 12-year-old in front of a bunch of adults. And he laid out his constitutional rights in a brilliant manner. Well, the, the school board didn't care, and they stuck to their decision. So... The Alliance Defending Freedom came to his assistance. I love what the ADF does. And uh, they have, the boy and his parents have sued the school. They wanted a temporary injunction to be issued immediately so that he could wear the shirt before the end of school. I know school is out here, but evidently this school district in Massachusetts, their school year does not end until June 25th. So the ADF, the boy, his parents wanted an immediate injunction against the school, which would allow the boy to wear the shirt and express his freedom of speech uh, before the school year ended. Well, a Boston judge has ruled, no, I am not going to issue a temporary injunction until the case can actually be heard by the court. So uh, they certainly have lost a battle, but they have not in any way lost the war. The uh, next hearing... Um, is scheduled in court on, I believe, June 13th. Uh, The next hearing is set for June 13, when attorneys for the boy hope to receive approval for him to wear the shirt before the school year closes out on June 26. Uh, Okay, quote, Liam Morrison claimed his father had to pick him up from John T. Nichols Jr. Middle School, in March, when he refused to change out of his T-shirt that read, there are only two genders, his parents filed a federal lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, school is not out until June. It ends on June 26th. The uh, next hearing is on June 13. Uh, until then, the uh, school district is uh, digging in their heels and saying, no, that's uh, That's divisive. Now, I would imagine a BLM shirt would be fine. Gay pride would, I'm sure, I'm sure, would be fine. 
and probably a multitude of other political religious statements would be fine, but um, there are only two genders? No, that is not permissible. So the next hearing, uh, June 13th, which is um, a week uh, after this coming Tuesday. Uh, If they're successful in getting at least a temporary injunction, he would be able to wear his shirt for about a week and a half. Now, again, it's not pejorative. It's not calling anybody names. Uh, It's not condemning anyone. It's just stating a scientific, biological fact. That's all. Uh, And then very quickly, I have never, ever talked this much about beer on this program uh, for, for many reasons. Uh, the downward slide in the value of Anheuser-Busch, the apparent company of Bud Light, continues to continue. They have now seen $27 billion in losses since the uh, Dylan Mulvaney catastrophe. And, and you know, this was all, I think it was like six cans of beer. It was a special production. It never went on sale. Bud Light wanted to reach out to the transgender community, thought they they thought it was going to be really cute and cool. And so they did, I think, like six cans with Dylan Mulvaney's picture. And then they did a slight little ad campaign. I don't think they predicted what has happened. And uh, the slide continues. Um, They've already lost $27 billion in market value. And uh, there is no indication that the downward slide is actually going to stop. I hope it doesn't. I hope it continues. All right. Bobberty Live will continue. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 